today's Gossip Girls episode is brought to you by Lola. Get your first two box order for just $9, regularly $18, a savings of 50% at trymylola.com slash gossipgirls.simplecast.com. Wakey, wakey, Upper East podcasters. Blair, Blair, Blair. Do I see a Blair? Do I see another Blair? Do I see another Blair? What about a Chuck? A Chuck? Chuck? Is there any Chuck? Going, going, gone for the price of a filler episode. I'm not an auctioneer. <laughs> but I'm C. And I'm S. And we're Gossip Girls. Why did you Where is she being Serena? And who are we? That's a secret we'll never tell. You know you love us. XOXO. And we are two women of color talking about a show that is very white. So white. So white. And this week, the episode is episode season three, episode three, The Lost, Lost Boy. Boy. Please, Please tell me it was Blair and not Georgina. So what is the Netflix description? The Netflix description is, it's Blair versus Chuck as they both set their sights on a particular item for bid up at Sotheby's. Plus, Georgina has taken an interest in Dan. Oh my God. That second sentence, it reminds me so much of the... Dan has a like. Dan, Dan has, has a, a fan. Dan, Dan, Dan has a job. job. Yeah. Dan gets a job. Oh my god. Georgina has an interesting. Well, Dan. the thing about it, it's like you have to like make Dan interesting. I don't know. There's a lot going on there. Well, Georgina has already taken an interest in him. Ugh. This episode, I will talk about this, but I did not like this episode. And as I said earlier, it's kind of a filler episode. Yeah. I felt like nothing interesting happens well we had like two really strong episodes starting off the yeah. season and they were like oh we have to like you know get some stuff and and uh, you know get some storylines yeah straight, figure out what we're gonna do with these extra characters that we aren't used to having in the show yeah so we can we can start off talking about um vanessa and scott and so like right. something something huge is going on with scott you know as we know he's not really who he says he is mm-hmm. and we like you know he's lying about stuff we yep. don't really know exactly what's going on right um, so Vanessa kind of starts suspecting, oh my God, I hate Scott so much. He's so boring. The storyline's so boring. They <laughs> <laughs> have to get through it. Too. I know. I could do it. it. I could do it. Okay. I'll make it interesting. Cause like, let's just make fun of Rufus for 30 minutes. Yeah. Okay. The thing about it is it's like, it's needed to happen. And this storyline has been kind of progressing since the middle of last season. So there needs to be a resolution to this. And it's a character that we, do have some interest in and it affects a lot of people in the show oh for sure so it's important this storyline i just think that like this particular episode it should have been more vanessa and scott heavy honestly because yeah. of such because of such prominence of this character and what it means to a, a few other characters in the show and it's been like kind of like a b plot yeah but it's the only actual thing that happens in this episode yeah and it's weird how like they kind of just I don't know. It was. It feels really, yeah, like a B plot. Feels like it was kind of rushed. Yeah, and only because like they only gave this kid like three episodes so far. Yeah. So, um, let's get into it. All right. So something weird is going on with Scott. As I said, we suspect him of doing something, and um, Vanessa suspects this because she's she's like you know walking with I, I think Nate or something or um it's Dan and Dan. Serena yeah. Um, 
and uh they're talking about some class that like meets right. in the morning but then seminars yeah it's a seminar but then like scott's like oh i have this seminar in the afternoon but it's only in the morning mm-hmm. and so vanessa starts being suspicious that yeah. something might be going on with scott right. right i mean like last episode he you know he kind of blew off uh vanessa while she was talking to a few other students about the classes and how he recommended a professor who was like kind of old-fashioned and who like apparently sucked and he recommended her and you know and then katie kind of put him on blast like who else are you like you know recommending and he's like i don't feel like you know uh talking about or getting lectured today and he kind of like you know was super defensive and vanessa she's like okay whatever but yeah more and more it's happening where like he's giving this false narrative yeah he's like he's his he's getting caught up in his lies yeah a little bit so um, so we find out that he has been lying about going to classes. He's not actually going to the seminar because he doesn't even know what time it is. Yeah. And he's been getting guitar lessons from one and only Rufus. Rufus. <sighs> yep. And so Rufus, <sighs> oh my God, Rufus knows that Scott's dating Vanessa and he's like, well, Scott, Rufus is like a daughter to me. And if you ever hurt her, I will take my shotgun Vanessa. out. Vanessa's oh, a daughter. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. It's Vanessa's okay. the daughter. I like and it. <laughs> if you ever hurt her, <laughs> what did I even say? Oh, we were saying that like, um, I don't know. Oh, it's, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Um, Vanessa, Vanessa's my daughter. If you ever hurt her, Scott, I will take my shotgun out and, you know, shoot you or whatever yeah, people much do. Like, what if, whatever dads do. Yeah, much like uh, Cher Horwitz's father in Clueless. Yes, exactly. I have a shovel and a forty-five. I'm sure no one will miss you. You drink? <laughs> no, no thanks <laughs> god but um yeah so rufus is like very protective of vanessa and wants to make sure that scott's not you know mistreating her and yeah it's it's weird because vanessa she she wants to believe scott she wants to figure out what's going on but she, she likes him she likes like him she she, she wants generally to likes him. she wants to make sure that her suspicions aren't correct because she feels like they're conflicting with her feelings for him mm-hmm and so she starts kind of, you know, digging up in the mystery a little bit. Yeah. And so she goes to the administration's um, office and try to figure out if she can get any information on Scott. And they kind of gatekeeper like, no, we can't give out any information about a student. And then she, Vanessa kind of hesitates for a bit. And then she kind of like throws something out there. It's like, maybe he's not a student. Can you see if he even is a student? And she looked it up. Yeah, and he's been giving his name as Scott Adler, I think. Right. Yeah. And they said there, there is no Scott Adler at this university. And Vanessa's like, fuck. fuck. But also the administration student, she's like, I had a boyfriend last season, last semester. Last like, season. Last semester. He like, you know, totally lied to me too. I get it. So yeah. she was like trying to like give, be a little, you know, show some empathy. But she said, "My last boyfriend told me his dad invented the battery." Oh, <laughs> which I thought that was just so specific. That is, that is super specific. <laughs> yeah, I have you ever had someone like lie to you as blatantly as Scott is lying to Vanessa? Ooh, um, I like I don't date enough for that to have happened, but yes. Oh my god, yes. Tell me. Okay, so, um. Ooh, I'm not sure if I want to tell this on the radio. Um, I'll tell it different because it happened to me twice. I'll tell you off. I'll tell you off air. Um, fuck it, whatever. I, just, I did just it. say something. You know what? Fuck it, whatever. Change I'll, all the details. Um, Make up new details. I definitely dated somebody. He was married. Um, Ooh. Yeah, didn't know he was married at the time. Um, what else? I, I mean, I guess mostly it's like guys who were saying they were single and they were not single. Yeah. 
That's happened to me twice. Oh my God. That's like, I feel like that's a, a really common thing. Like one yeah. time I was like in college and I was at this place getting a burrito and this dude, like I saw him before he came to talk to us. He like slipped his left hand into his pocket and I was like, dude, I see the ring on your hand. Like, what are you doing? Like macking on some 18 year olds here. Oh yeah. You're married, which means you're at least probably 21 or 27. Right, exactly. Yeah. Oh, gross. Yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't get like involved with him or whatever, but, um, like people are gross don't lie yeah lying is bad don't do it what's relation tip relation tip don't lie yeah that, that's a that's a good relation tip are we really going to be giving out good relation tips oh uh don't lie unless it's good for you yes <laughs> don't lie until unless it benefits you personally don't lie unless you get caught <laughs> <laughs> don't lie until you get caught so um yes yeah, scott has been lying to vanessa about going to college at least yeah, NYU. Or he's not at NYU. And so so Vanessa is, you know, with this new information, she confronts Scott. She's like, I just want to know what's going on. Like she's right. she's like, you know, intimate with him and like feels like she should be able to trust him, especially someone you're dating, you should be able to trust them. And if, you know, he's lying about a huge thing about being enrolled at the same college she is, she wants to know why. And Scott has a very good reason, sort of, for lying. And his name is actually Scott Rawson. And if we remember, Scott Rawson is, um, or Rawson is the last name of uh, Lily and um, Rufus's son. Yeah. So and their adoptive parents. Yeah. So uh, Scott Rawson is actually Rufus and Lily's son, and he's not the one who died. No, that was Andrew Rawson. Yes. Who was his older brother and his younger brother. And it's just like, oh, <gasps> I know. Moment because. Oh my God, Scott. Yeah, because it's one of those situations where we've been knowing about it for a while with this character existing in some way, if not, you know, at one point and then he died. And as far as we know, in the show, he had died. And so this is kind of like a, a huge revelation. Yeah. And he he kind of... The so, Lawn Lust Son. Oh, my God. Fucking It's a, it's a soap opera trope. It's like... I don't know. I think they kind of, again, the writers kind of wrote themselves into a corner with this story and they were like, oh God, we have to like, uh, we had this bombshell and now I guess we have to continue on with it with this, you know, B plot of one episode. Yeah. They're like, uh, let's just write it down. Let's just get it out. Yeah. We'll yeah. Just, you know, we were brainstorming and now it's happening, I guess. Yeah. But it's definitely a, a soap opera trope. Oh, you yeah. Having like long lost children, long lost brothers. Oh my God. You know, all the kind of, you know. You know, there's the hospital coma situation. There's always the trope, and this is definitely one of them. Where they have like a yeah. long lost son from it. And like Gossip Girl is a soap opera. Oh, absolutely, it's a fantasy soap opera. Absolutely, <laughs> but for sure. I, I stand by my my assertion that this is a fantasy show. Oh, for sure, it is absolutely fantasy. Um, so, so Scott was kind of informed by. So he wanted to find Rufus and Lily, and I guess his parents or someone told him that Rufus and Lily didn't want to see him. And Vanessa counteracts that. And she's like, no, they have been looking for you. They just thought you were dead because they talked to your parents. And Scott's like, what? Like, I did not know that this happened because we yeah. know in the last episode or the last season, um, Rufus, Rufus and Lily and met the, with the parents. They went to Boston. Yeah. And they, they said that Andrew died, yep. which he did. And they showed him an article, which to carry around with them, yep. which is sad, but whatever. <laughs> yeah it's it's awkward just because you know his family made it you know they deliberately kept them away from uh rufus and lily made sure that scott 
didn't have any connection to them whatsoever. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's hard to hear that, to hear that your parents, people have raised you since birth, essentially, to do something so deliberately mean. It's, I don't even feel like it's mean. They it's didn't mean. do it. I mean, they mean it. I mean, they, they yeah. have their reasons, but yeah, like, exactly. but also like, he's at an age now where he can kind of make his own decisions. Yeah. And the fact that they didn't give it him that option is kind of. It's rude. It, yeah. It's, it's not the greatest. Yeah. So they're, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of on the side with the birth parents here, especially with Rufus and Lily, them finding out like their status and like with that kind of status and money, like they can just, you know, they assume that he, they'd be able to take them away. Yeah. Cause they have money and power. Totally. Um, but I don't know. I, but I also, I think, I think it's a, a it's terrible tricky. thing to do. Yeah. yeah it's there's, tricky. It's, it's tricky. a bad situation to be in. Yeah. And you know, I've never been in that situation before and I don't know what I would do in that situation, but I feel like, at least in this certain situation, um, I get why they had lost a child. And I guess they didn't want to lose another. Yeah. So that's exactly their reasoning. Yeah. So he decides, wow, this is like, I feel like this happened so late in the episode, but like we have barely talked. So he decides to, um, t- go to his birth parents and see why they did this. And then, um, he actually decides to stay and then tell Rufus because Lily's still with CC and Vanessa is going to be there for him while he does this. I don't care about the storyline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a bummer. I feel like I kind of want to get in a little bit. Okay. Um, you talking. <laughs> you know, so like the situation is, is that, you know, you have Lily and Rufus and they are, they have been in such a precarious situation for like the past 20 years, just trying to figure out what they want with each other. They've been with other people. They've married the folks. They've had children that have separate lives. Mm-hmm. And this is like the one is like a, this is like the, the only proof that they're of, of their union over the past 20 odd years. Yeah. And so for that thing, for that, for Scott or at least him, existing it kind of shows all the, the all the history all the things that lily and rufus have gone through and what they missed out on so it's a weird situation to have like a child that you've given up for adoption and then have and then you know 20 odd years later getting back with, together with that yeah. same person it's it never happens in no so like so it's a situation that really ever comes up but when it does it's kind of like okay now what i i kind of I, th- I think about this a lot though, because, um, like what, like the the whole saying that blood is thicker than water, mm. like is kind of what's put being put into play here. Like, is that is that a real thing? Because like I know a lot of people that just like hate their families. Like, what is it about your blood relatives that you need to know when you have like, I mean, I, I understand the curiosity, but also like, how, why do we put so much like impact on that when like these two people abandoned you at birth, you've never met them. And you've you had don't know their story lo- or even why they have loving parents right. and who have like given you like whatever you needed. Um, what makes what makes like blood relatives like in general, not just for Scott, what makes it so compelling? I think just your own personal history. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think with me, I would have liked to know like with my 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 personal family, just like health reasons. Mm-hmm. I think it's oh good. for sure. Um, you know, mental health, uh, health issues, anything like that, or like, 
anything that has to do with health i totally understand oh, someone wanting to know about that but i think on a psychological level i think also there just there's a there's abandonment issues you kind of want to have some client closure and i um i have i've had friends who've been adopted mm-hmm. especially had children and they either reconnected with their um their birth parents at a later date when they were like 18 or whatever yeah and just wanting to know just having some closure about like why this happened yeah and usually it's not and they never i mean you'll never get the answer that you want no but there's some there is there's something innate of wanting to know who birthed you yeah exactly who brought you into this world and and why they decided not to raise you right and that is just innate as soon as you learn that oh, yeah. you are not from the person that has you know raised you absolutely I, i'm sure i would be in the same situation but like i yeah because i had like, a yeah because i had a friend who did not know she was adopted until she was 17 years old oh my god yeah um well like her birth mother um died when she was like an infant mm-hmm and then her birth father uh, didn't want to deal with anything. So she got adopted by her aunt and her husband. Okay. And they raised her as her own. And she okay. had only, and she thought they were her parents. And that's like a little bit different because they're still like blood relatives. For sure. But she didn't know that her mother was her mother, wasn't her mother until she was like 17 years old. Yeah. That is, that it's wild. It's yeah. a wild story as well story there's like I, i'm also um thinking about like so i read this um i don't know if you read this article I, I was just like in this deep dive of like new york times or something last week and i was reading this article about this woman who was on um she found out that her father was not her her grandfather's son and they didn't like they thought he was a blood relative he wasn't adopted and like she went through this like so she found this out from a dna test she found out she was um like partly Jewish when she thought she was 100% Italian. Um, and so she like set up all this stuff in um, ancestry.com or not ancestry.com. Yeah. Ancestry.com. And like also with that DNA matching thing to like find people who are her blood relatives who also like sh- shared this, um, this Jewish, the Jewish side of her that she didn't know about. And she found out that like the, the, at the end of it, she had like all these cousins that she didn't know about because her her father and someone else were switched at birth, wow. and like they just didn't know it, and like they were just raised as their own. So she was actually related to like this entire other set of family. And I thought that was really interesting because, like, even though they're related to you beyond health reasons, like you have no connection to them. Like they're not who you grew up with. They're not who raised you. And I think that's like I think it's so interesting that we put such like a a huge. Um, like value to who our blood relatives are yeah i mean it's even if like if they like i I mean i understand obviously in my case like you know i love my parents they're my they're my blood relatives and like my entire family i've known them my entire life but like people you've never met or heard of um existing is like just i think it's so interesting that we put such a high value on that yeah but i also think just like um just um from a sociological standpoint, you know, when you are, there's it's like there, there's like your logical family, the people yeah. you choose, and your biological family, the people your you logical don't. family. I love that. Yeah, and the people that you choose to call your family, the people that you don't choose, the people who just happen to be your blood relatives, uh-huh. and there's something about wanting to have 
your family be both logical and biological. Yeah, for sure. And wanting to like have that kind of belonging there. Mm-hmm. And I can see why like like Scott, like bring it back to Gossip Girl with Scott. We he, finally way to we found a way to make Scott interesting. Yeah. And he he has a good home life, but I think there's a part of him who wants to know if it, the chain if the there was a chance and, you know, he was able to find out who his birth parents were mm-hmm. that was somebody that he would actually want to be his birth parents and i especially in this case where he's like hanging out with rufus and finds out he does really like him mm-hmm. and i think that's that's a really key thing for him yeah and trying to find a way for him to kind of still have him be part of his life for sure but also rectify with the fact that like this man isn't a bad person yeah because i feel like when you have adopted children they assume that their parents didn't love them yeah which is like and that's where the the abandonment issues come in and all of that and that's why they have like and then that's you know all the studies during that they have difficulties you know holding long-term relationships and all that blah 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 bullshit these are all things that i just like (laughs) shouldn't talk about because i don't know right but um but in this instance with Scott, you know, he's trying to make connections. And so with him and Rufus bonding over something as, you know, as, you know, fickle as music, it's a very important part of Rufus's life and he wants to connect. I should, um, I should probably take off. But I thought you wanted to talk. Oh, you can wait. Maybe next time we jam. Is Wednesday still good? See you then. Okay. All right. Yeah. And, you know, it might be a little stereotypically uh, he's... I can never say that word. Serotips. Sur- surreptitious? Yeah, surreptitiously. Yeah, with him, you know, kind of, it's it's because he's doing it under false pretenses. Yes, oh, absolutely. Like, he is bonding with Rufus under the, you know, under the guise that he is a fan of Rufus, not that fact that he's his birth son. Yeah, so, I, I also think that's okay. Oh, I mean. I think, like, that's extremely, it's so no, no, logical no. for him to do that. Oh, for yeah. sure. I mean, like, that's what I was rounding up to. Yeah. It's, it's fine. It's him trying to find a way an entryway and to get into know him better and to feel to like to, to test the, to test the waters to feel like is this a guy who would you know greet me with open arms yeah. or would he like you know shut me out like he like he assumes that he did when he was a baby right so yeah it's hard and you know we'll, we'll get to the big reveal um later in the episode yeah. <laughs> But about at least how everyone else besides Vanessa finds out. Yeah. Um, but sort of. Right. But um let's move on to the other big thing that's going on. Well, yeah. Dan and Georgina. They are hooking up. They are hooking up. I was just I was just I was getting a book that I need. I, it's um Our Bodies Ourselves, a new edition for a new era. That's excellent. No, I know what this is and don't think that you can run me out of my own room with a half naked Dan Humphrey. Fine. Stay. Maybe you'll learn something. No, that's okay. I was just about to hit the trail, you know. It just so happens I'm on my way to a very important breakfast. I just stopped by to drop off my books and pick up my mail. So feel free to hit the trail all you want. From Serena to Georgina quite a fall even for you and, and it's it is, disgusting it is it is it's not so good. gross it's so gross i it's, like it does not feel right at uh-uh. all uh-uh. i like i still uh, i still have like the whole sarah thing like yes exactly that's what i'm going to so like so why do you think so this is dan okay, and dan? georgina have history as far as um you know hooking up in some perspective yeah, they didn't sleep together but they yeah. might as well have yeah and that's a thing um oh god <laughs> yeah back in season one which 
basically broke up Dan and Serena. Yeah. And it's like, like, Dan, what do you like? Is your is your dick that like lonely that you're like, I'm going to sleep with this person who like broke up my last relationship and lied to me a bunch because my dick just needs something. He just needs to put somewhere. It's lonely. <laughs> it's uh, it's out in the code and he wants to be in a nice warm place. Um, Ew. Yeah. Uh, so Dan, he is yeah, out in the streets. He is hooking up with Georgina. Oof, for reasons it's, <laughs> yeah it's 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 i don't this is so unbelievable like i mean for dan it is believable i it guess, actually is like, believable he's he's a fuck boy he's a low-key fuck oh, absolutely boy. and georgina's kind of a fuck boy too yeah and to so like fair. they belong together yeah and like they're in a situation where like they're in college they're experimenting they're like you know testing waters you know new people including evil ones oh. so um, you They're have both evil. They are in their own individual ways for sure. Mm-hmm. And so the reveal of Dan hooking up with uh, <laughs> Georgina is brilliant. It's so funny because okay, so Blair, as we know, is bad at college. She's so bad at college. Well, bad at NYU. I think yeah, she'd be good she's somewhere so else. bad at NYU. She's terrible at NYU. And so she's like on the phone with Chuck about like her day. And she sees the sock on the door, and, and she she's doesn't. Like, this re- is disgusting. There's she doesn't a sock run, on my door. He doesn't register what the sock on the door is for. And as we know, when you put a sock on the door in college, it means that you're fucking, or and at your least your roommate should stay away, or at least heavy petting, or something like that. You're, you're, you're like <laughs> you're doing sexuals, or trying to. Yes. Like you're gearing up for sexual something. sexual activity. Yeah. So maybe not intercoursing. <laughs> just <laughs> necking, just smushing mouths together. Just necking, lip touching. <laughs> Face kissing, hard hard petting, <laughs> rubbing your. Sure rubbing and I your... are virgins. <laughs> it's clear now. <laughs> I mean, that's how you do it, right? That's yeah, how you, that's that's what. That's just the sex, right? Yeah, when you, you just rub each other a lot <laughs> until like when you get I mean, tired. <laughs> check from what I've seen in uh, television from PG shows. Yeah, for that's sure, it seems like it is. You, you just, just like, you hug for a long you, time. You like rub your upper bodies up and down on each other. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> the coffee is really helping, isn't it? <laughs> oh my god sorry everyone we just had espresso shots and we are we're wired we are out here in the streets <laughs> a little bit and in the sheets with yes. dan and georgina and yeah. blair opens the door cash and she's like oh my god this is disgusting because dan is shirtless and um, no Georg- one wants to see that no especially not blair just kidding blair loves dan <laughs> she does okay. um but he's also like you know tan because it's still like summer tan it looks good. yeah he's like trying to grab his plaid shirt and georgina's like laying in there like you know it's all sultry like hey what's up <laughs> you should stick around learn something it's gross it's so gross <laughs> it's so gross and dan is like so awkward he's, like grabbing things grabbing books that don't belong to him he's like nope. uh, have we found out who dan's roommate is yet does he have a roommate no he's still in brooklyn he's in brooklyn Lofts. oh that's right he's not living on he campus lives- because this is home yeah so yeah i could just take the uh i guess he's take the one or two anyway yeah. Um, so, so when the L, the L, L. yeah. Oh my God. I was like, the L's in Chicago, but that's a train letter also. Mm -hmm. I know New York. Yeah. I am so smart at New York. I'm so bad at New York. (laughs) There was like something I just discovered existed, but it's fine. Um, I don't care. I live in Chicago. (laughs) I live on the Upper East Side of Chicago. Technically I do. Yeah, you do. I live on the Upper East Side of Chicago, everyone. I live on the Lower East Side. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but um, 
But anyway, so my favorite reaction is Serena, she like goes and tries to visit Blair and Blair has like left the scene in like horror and like, she's like I'm just trying to get my mail and get the fuck out of here. And she goes and runs away and Dan's trying to like, you know, leave the, the scene of the crime, <laughs> trying to put his shoes on and Serena's like, Dan? And uh, Dan's like, oh, hey, Serena, what's up? What? Oh, of course. Did I just catch you on a walk of shame? No, 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 don't be silly. I was visiting uh, uh, Vanessa. She's on this new Chinese feng shui kick, and she makes you take your shoes off when you... And your shirt? Yeah, it's weird. I thought I heard your voices. <laughs> What's going on? I was looking for Blair's room, and Dan here claims he was visiting you, but if that's Vanessa's room, then where... Please, Please tell, tell me it was Georgina Blair and not Georgina. I don't. I don't want to talk about this right now. <laughs> like that's my favorite part. It's so so good. It's so good. But also, I was like, I want to rock with Blair. I, I know Blair. Dan and Blair. Dan, Dan and Blair. Blair. Dan, Dan and Blair. Blair. Yeah, um, it was hilarious. Yeah, um, and so like Vanessa and Serena are like, ew, Georgina, as they should be because it's disgusting. And so they just you know tease him, but yeah. like. They're like, fun, we won't judge you, but we're still going to tease you, which means everyone's okay with this not okay thing that's happening because Georgina is a scumbag. She is a scumbag, but so also- So is Dan. Yeah, they're, all, they're both pretty scumbag-ish. Yeah. And, and they're kind of like, eh, it's college. It's like the third week of school. Who, everyone's Who fucking at this point. Yeah. You're like away from your parents for the first time with no curfew. It's amazing. Everybody's fucking. Sex party. <laughs> Absolutely. Sex party college. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so, so Dan is like trying to figure out like what to do about the situation he's got himself in. Cause he's, so he, he's talking to Serena about this and Serena like knows Georgina. And so she, she kind of talks to Dan. She's like, make sure you know what you're doing because Georgina, she like, she falls for men and like, it sounds like you think you're just hooking up, but make sure she also knows that. And Dan's like, she yeah, I'm sure like, she knows that. Right. She goes like from zero to crazy. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Which is ableist, but whatever. Yeah, it's whatever. Um, she actually might be clinically. And, oh, absolutely. <laughs> she has to let me clinically um, disturbed. But um, it's it's just so funny because Dan is such an awkward human being and he doesn't know how to so like handle awkward. like actual like, you know, social cues or like social contracts or any of those kind of things. And so Dan, he goes to Georgina He's like trying to explain to himself, like, yeah. So, um, I just want to just let you know that like we're not, you know, hanging out, and you know, not to like. What are you? How do you feel about like? He's like he's like he's so vague about it and so awkward about it. So basically, we're not sure what he said to Georgina, and Georgina, she's like somehow understands. She's like, this is the first time you've had this conversation. Right? <laughs> it's like very condescending. He's like, you're adorable. Yeah, Let's go pizza. Like, they're there, right? And Georgina is playing it cool, but like also she is absolutely smitten by Nan, which is weird because Dan sucks. <laughs> Just kidding, I love him so much. I know we. I, I hate how much I love him. I know. Um, to the point where like Georgina has a picture of her and Dan on her desktop on her computer, which we'll talk about in oh later my god, in it's the, so show, amazing. And later in the episode, yeah. But, so they're yeah. So Georgina is aware that they are um, no strings attached, friends with Benny, friends with Bennies, <laughs> and she she kind of is not okay with that, and she's like, hey, let's go for pizza and continue to hang out in a date 
gateway. Yeah. And so um, while this is going on with Scott and Vanessa and all this stuff, there is a big party scene we'll get to in a little bit. Uh-huh. But um, Dan, he's still trying to navigate how this relationship with John Deaton is even going to prosper, if it is. And when he has a conversation with Vanessa about um, – what Vanessa, t- what Scott told Vanessa, he kind of was like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. And he goes and investigates Scott. With Georgina. Right. And uh, Dan is like, Scott Rawson, that name sounds familiar. Yeah. And so he goes to his, um, his, um, his, le- oh, his fan yeah. letter from last season. And since Scott Rawson wrote me this letter, I think he's stalking me. Yeah. Which, of course, Dan will think that, like, this Dan guy is stalking him. is so self-absorbed, of course. That's, like, obviously why he's hanging out with Vanessa. That's obviously why reason. Vanessa wanted to tell me about this because yeah. it affects me directly. Yes. Which... It does. Kind of does, but, but like, in, in this way. Think. Yeah. And then, and Georgina is so impressed. She's like, how rockstar is that? You have a stalker. Like, she's so into it. She's so yeah. hot for it. Like, so they, so they find out. They found out he's... I want to just talk about this really quickly. Yeah. So Georgina finds out that he's Scott Rawson and not Scott Adler because they suspect that his first name is still Scott. And they know that he went to... Um, a high school where he was on the soccer team called like the Colts or something like that. I don't know. Um, some horse name. And they like Google, they Google Scott championship Colt varsity soccer or something like that. I don't know. And they find out his name's Scott Rawson. And that's how they find out that's what his name is. Not because Vanessa tells them. This is that's because Georgina is excellent at internet. Yeah. She's good job. Pretty, she's great. She's really good. She's really Into smart. This. Yeah. She, she can stalk anybody. I think it's a very useful skill to have. <laughs> what i mean you are also well versed i'm in this. very good at internet stalking i am terrible at it yeah i find people i don't know it's, i feel like it's super easy <laughs> to like just like if you type in all the information you have into google you can find anyone interesting yeah and then you'd have to like use the information you find how to stop dan humphrey <laughs> yes let's let's well you can't do that because he's like famous and there's like a lot of fake stuff out I'm, there i'm, I'm mostly yes. kidding also dan humphrey's a fictional character so <laughs> fine tv rain fine. on my parade i'm sorry ah. um so dan and georgina they go to try to confront scott about what's going on and so they go to this um this gathering that we'll talk about a little bit in a minute in a minute okay because there's still two more couples we have to get oh through. my god holy crap it's fine okay we'll get there now, let's go to our third couple. Serena and Carter. Carter Bazin. Bazin. He's so cute. So cute. So cute. So, you know, as as we know, Serena and Carter are now dating after a tumultuous start where she ran off with a, on a horse and said that Carter was stalking her. Yep. And then they hooked up not. in the forest. Which and is then awesome. <laughs> Every, I want to hook up in the forest. <laughs> Hey. Hey. hey yeah after the whole using him to get back at chuck thing she's like now i'm dating him and he is also a past garbage human being not unlike georgina so dan and serena kind of talk about <laughs> they kind of like talk about how now they're both dating formerly garbage people yeah problematic faves yeah and they're both and so serena's like 
kind of surprised by how nice Carter is since he used to be such a fuckboy. And he's like treating her nicely and like with respect. And they're they're sweet together. I don't know. She likes him. It's cute. Yeah, it's it's nice. And they're trying to make it work. Yeah. And so Carter, like we don't really know a lot about Carter's background. We know he invented the Lost Weekend. We know he wore some like appropriate of tops last season. And is, he was into gambling for a while. Yeah, generally hated by everyone who went to Constance and uh, St. Jude. Yeah. But at, uh, at this point in time, he's been cut off financially by his parents for unknown reasons. Mostly um, because of his gambling debt. Yeah. He just spends a lot of money. So he's somehow gathering money in a different way because he's still dressing very nicely and taking Serena out to nice places. Um, so Serena and Carter are later walking down the street. And they get stopped by a girl named Aubrey. She's like, Carter? Carter Bazin? And Carter's like visibly surprised. And he's like, I don't know who you are. Who are you? Why are you saying my name? And she's like, we had sex in a library. And Carter's like, no, no, that wasn't me. And it's it it seems genuine. I don't know her. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, obviously he's walking with Serena. So uh, Serena sees this happening. She's like, "Who's, who's this girl? Like, why are you pretending like you don't have a past? And Carter is like, I don't know her. Look, he's trying to like, he's trying to Mariah Carey. It's like, I don't know her. <laughs> I, don't I don't know don't her. Know her. <laughs> <laughs> he is absolutely Mariah carrying it. And he's like, I don't know her. And then he gets slapped across the face. Yeah, by this this girl named Aubrey. It is pretty shocking. Yeah, and so we don't know what's Carter what's Carter's doing. We don't know if this is real or not. But like, we assume it is because why would you lie about that? Right. And Serena's not. She's not that impressed by what's going on and she had planned on inviting him to a thing and now she's kind of like i don't know and you know carter's feeling kind of weird but um because he's like i don't know who this person is and so um blair she and serena they are talking and chatting about carter and carter she's like you know this is you're kind of spiraling like you're not going to brown and now you're also dating carter bays and like you really need to like figure out what's going on with you serena and serena is always defensive about Mm her um dumb choices right and she's like no carter's actually very good yeah. See, I like him so much. I'm going to invite him to this thing called the Sobbies auction, yeah. which we'll talk about in a minute. Right. And Blair's like, no, that's wrong. You're making a huge mistake with this dumb douche. Yeah. And she um, she goes to his hotel to try to, like, you know, invite him properly to this event. When you hear Carter, he's kind of, like, negotiating with one of the concierge people about his bill that he's been racking up and how, like, all this champagne, this 95 dom got um shipped to his apartment to his um his um account as long with a lot of other like random things all this hotel um room service charges he has a ton of money that he apparently owes to the hotel right car's good man run it again i have man three times i've been instructed to destroy it and to call the authorities wait just just wait how much for the weekend including your room service bill i didn't order any of this three bottles of 95 dom reserve you kidding? I'm not paying for this. Hey, hey, what's going on? Four-star hotels aren't what they used to be, that's what. Hey, hey, if you need to use my card, you can. You should at least pay for room service. I didn't order room service. Carter. <laughs> you don't believe me. You didn't with that woman this morning, and you don't now. I believe you. <laughs> I do. You'd make a terrible poker player. I want to believe you've changed. You're just making it hard for me. If you don't trust me, then what are we doing? I'm not sure. 
and he's like, I'm not paying for this. I didn't order any of this. And he was like, it's on your bill. Yeah. And Serena's overhearing this. And she was like, what's going on? He was Why like, do you have this? Right. And he's also like maxed out of his car. Like he has like no money. Yeah. He's like running out of money and he has to pay this massive bill. And he didn't, he didn't charge, he didn't pay for, he rather he didn't order half of the things on his bill. And so in, in Serena's mind, she's like, what's going on? Like, what is this boy I'm dating? Like there's, he's hiding something maybe like. Or he's hooking up with random girls. And yeah. Libraries. That's why he's, this 95 Dom's being ordered. Right. He's, you know, ordering a obscene amount of things from room service and like, you know, not, and then trying to like negotiate his way out of getting out of his Having hotel bill. And it's just not the girl. He's not the guy that she was hauling for. Yeah. And so she decides she doesn't trust him anymore. Yeah. And they like kind of part ways a little bit. And so we still don't really know what's going on. And, but we'll find out. Yeah, we'll find out. Um, let's talk about the last, the final and biggest couple of, of the episode or rather of the series of the season so far yeah. is Blair and Chuck. Bluck. So Ugh. Blair and Chuck. This is a weird storyline. Yeah. So the entire enti- entire episode kind of revolves around Blair and Chuck, and then like the other three couples are in like the orbit. So Blair and Chuck. Um, they haven't had sex in a week. No, for for some reason I don't know. They've been busy doing other things, like the last trying episode. to uh, get a minion group at NYU, mm-hmm. trying to get business meetings. Yeah, uh, Chuck is trying to get us you know this restaurant situation going, and he's been busy with meetings. So um, Blair, she's trying to figure out um, ways to seduce Chuck. And she shows up in an adorable lingerie outfit, and she like tries to seduce him, and he's like, "No, I have business." <laughs> classic Chuck voice. But I'm trying to get down to business. Yeah, yeah, that's classic Blair voice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and so Blair's like, she you puts know, some, she puts a bass that that's in her voice. Hey, oh, like, her the bass in her voice. A- bass, bass, get it? Yeah. Spelling, spelling jokes. <laughs> I recommend the hot apple cider caramel. On what? Surprise me. with Sean McPherson. I'm only going to get one shot with him. As opposed to me, who's just some endless font of do-overs? Look, I'll make it up to you. Where are you going? No idea. I officially have nowhere left to go. My roommate is a nympho with a sock fetish. I have no friends at school, and now my boyfriend would rather obsess about a restaurateur than spend quality time with me. And hasn't, by the way, in five days. So Blair is mad that she can't have sex again. And <laughs> basically, <laughs> basically, um, no, stop, please. So she, she storms off and like a bunch of, she, she knocks a bunch of mail off or whatever. And like, she finds an envelope that was in her bag and it is an invitation to a secret society called La Table de I'm pronouncing that extremely incorrectly, but I think it means the elite table in French. Yeah. And it's a secret society because... Blair needs something to do with her time since she is not getting laid anymore. Pretty much. But also like something that is exclusive and, you know, very, um, not NYU essentially. And so she's like very excited about the prospect of her being able to get 
um, something that she wants. Yeah. And so the secret society needs Blair to join um, or rather get this portrait. Yeah. And so, so she, um, there's like some picture of people in masks and it's being, they didn't really talk about, no, it's, it's, this is a bad story. So there's a, there's a Sotheby's auction later that day, which is the main event of this, um, of this episode. episode. And so she has to get this, she has to auction bid on this and then, um, show it to La Table Elitaire. Elitaire, I don't know how to pronounce it. In order to get into the society, she has to get this picture. From now on, we are calling Le Tab Elitaire Secret Society because I can't pronounce French. (laughs) It's a hard language. It's so hard. It's not great. Um, (laughs) It's a fine language, but, you know, it's not great for us. It's a very romantic language, except when I pronounce it. Oh, that's not true. Le Table Elitare. I'm falling in love with you right now. Oh, that's so romantic. <laughs> Bonjour, Miserme. Um, <laughs> Bonjour. Je m'appelle Stuby. Je t'adore. Je t'adore. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, that's a, a Leighton Meester song. Gosh. Yeah, it's Doc. She pronounces French weird. I don't know. <laughs> she should know better. Yeah, because she speaks so beautifully. In, in yeah. Show. I don't know what happened Je there. t'adore. um so sorry i still love you same love you so much um but in order for her to get into society to the secret society she has to buy this picture this portrait at sotherby's and chuck in the meantime meets Devin, who um um at a business meeting and she went to talk she she he assumes she's an assistant or something like that yeah and he finds out, you know, like, you know, he is also the, this restaurant, this restaurateur who he wants to try to partner with to get named in, Sean. Yes, I think believe yeah. his name is Sean. He um, wants to get him like a token of his appreciation, like he's appreciating his past and how he's a club promoter and a club owner. And he also wants this picture that's on the block, the auction block at Sotheby's yes. this evening. So now you have these two, Dan and Blair, Jesus. That's Freudian slip. Wow, you really Freudian love slip. Dan and Blair. <laughs> Freudian slip. Um, um, Blair and Chuck, they are both on opposing sides trying to get this one portrait at the other base. Yeah, so um, let's see. Um, so they, they, they talk about it and they're like, oh, I guess we're going to go get this same picture. Um, let's just not do it. Let's just, you know, call a truce and neither of us will go get it. And let's fuck. Yeah. And so, they t- so they're like making out on the ground and then they both get phone calls. Yeah. And so like while they're trying to like get it on, they um, get phone calls. Bachman, car detailed. Dorota, dry cleaning. We've been waiting a week for this. I'm turning them off. Oh, wait. Got word a photo could go for 5500 How could you? Hey! Guess McMullen went for 3000 Just wrote his counterintelligence isn't what it used to be. Don't change the subject! I can't believe you lied to me! I'm trying to use sex to distract me. I learned from the best. That photograph is mine. my shoes 
Um, and then this last, very last group we should talk about couple is Bri and Nate. They're in the episode. Yes, they are still dating. They are still dating in this episode, and it's they don't have a lot going on as far as like plot because they are boring. That too, but they do show up at this auction. Yeah, so and make their first public outing as a couple. So they decide that, like as we know in the past, they have. They, they're on opposite um, political families, but they, they kind of want to make their love public because Bree's like, hey, you know, if um, Nate can do it and his family accepts him still, like maybe my family will also accept me. And as we know, Republicans are so quick to accept people. <laughs> That's why her family hasn't accepted her yet. Nope. She's like, I don't I don't appreciate your alternative lifestyle. Yeah. And so they are, you know, kissing in public at Zombies. Yeah. And like people are taking their photograph and it's like, why? But whatever. It's fine. Who cares? These are so boring. No one cares. So we are out about at Sotheby's. Finally. And yeah. Everyone's everyone's showing up. Blair, Serena, Chuck, Vanessa, Scott, Dan, Rufus. I don't know. All of them. Everybody's yeah. there. Like literally the whole cast is there. Yeah. Everyone in this episode. Except, except for, for Jenny, Jenny and Eric. Who Who knows where they are? I don't know. Maybe they're in school this time. Maybe, but everyone is there. It's the the episode episodic party that happens every episode. Oh my god, I love the parties. They're the best. Um, Serena's cleavage rhombus also shows up. It was intense. So out there. I was here for it. We'll talk about that in fashion. Yeah. But um, Blair and Serena show up, and uh, Serena is like trying to figure out what's going on with Blair. Blair is like, you know, she's very focused. She's like, I've got to get this portrait, and chuck is there and he's like you know i also have to get this portrait and so chuck vanessa and scott they're all together scott um is with vanessa and he's trying to figure out what to do vanessa's trying to encourage him to like to come to um to come to rufus and you know tell him what's going on tell him that he's his son and dan confronts scott he's like you're stalking me (laughs) (laughs) don't stalk me Fucking Dan. Fucking Dan. And Judy is like, you're stalking him and it's kind of hot, but whatever, it's fine. I love you, Dan. I love you, Dan. I'll support you anyway. Ugh. And Vanessa's like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, he wrote me a letter last year about about the story that I wrote in the New Yorker that was terrible, probably. Yeah, I wrote a really bad, about Charlie Trout, right? No. I don't think, it it might have been Charlie Trout. No, I uh, no, I think it was something else because Vanessa sent something and then he was like, "I need to write a second story." Yeah. Anyways, that's besides the point. Yeah. So uh, Scott's kind of like flustered, and he looks across the room, and then lo and behold, it's his mom. <gasps> Why is Scott's mom there? How did she know? And it's not Lily. It's his. It's his adoptive it's his, mother. Yeah. His actual mother. And Scott goes to his mother, and he's like what the hell, what are you doing here? And she says, like, you know, she, she comes clean about, like, what she did, what she told Rufus and Lily last fall about um, how she, you know, said that he was dead, that he she didn't want to lose her son to another family. They had all this power, all this money, and she didn't want him being susceptible to that. Yeah. But also she didn't want to lose him in the process. And, and Scott, you know, he's, like, generally upset, but also, like, understanding yeah, and so um, Scott's mom is now here, and she's like, whatever happens, like, I'm still your mom, you're still my son. I'll support, I support you. you. And yeah. that's, like, that's nice. It's sweet. It is very sweet. And it kind of, like, re- um, so it, it reinstates that, like, Scott has really great parents on yeah. his side. And while um, it was his mother who definitely orchestrated the whole, like, I don't want 
Lily and Rufus knowing about Scott's existence at all. I don't yeah. want him knowing that he's alive. I don't want to know. I don't want him to know that at all. So it's, it's like it's a. These are all natural reactions, I assume. Totally. Like not natural, but like val- valid reactions mm-hmm. that everyone's For having. Sure. And um, Scott, you know, kind of takes his mother's support and is like, "Oh, like wow, this is my real mom. Like she raised me." And he tell ends up telling Rufus that he is not his son he says i'm andrew rawson your son's brother and i just want to know who you were and she went he wanted he says um he ends up not telling rufus which is i think really interesting and now vanessa is the only person that knows who scott rawson actually is yeah and it's upsetting for vanessa because now she's waited with the secret yeah and it's like it's a huge onus to put on someone to like burden them with this giant secret with people like like scott is a boyfriend and then like everyone else is Vanessa's family. And so she's essentially just keeping the secret from her family yeah, who she loves and not like, does she doesn't want to keep the secret? Yeah. And it's hard. So we're at the auction and uh, Blair and Chuck, they are trying to get this portrait. That's finally on the auction block. And they go at it for like a solid minute going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And goes all the way up to t- almost $9,000. Yeah. And then they, they end up like looking at each other, sitting right next to each other and they look at each other. And then Chuck's like, Blair, you're too special to buy yourself into a secret society. And Blair says, Chuck, you're too special to buy yourself into a partnership, buy your way into a partnership. And then they both end up missing the the end of the auction. You can't outbid me. How are you planning to win? Your lack of focus. First up, lot number one is the Patrick McMullen. And I'll start the bidding at $3,500, 36, 37, 38, 39, 4,000, 41, 42, 43, 44. $5,000 at $5,000, 51 52 on the telephone, 53 54 55 $6,000 now, $6,500, $7,000, $7,100. Enough. I need this, and you're going to let me have it. $300. And no, I'm not. $7,400. I need that society. Turn down destiny. It's not destiny if you have to barter your way in. You're special enough on your own. You don't need some group to say you are. And what about you? Since when does Chuck Bass pay for a partner? The Chuck I knew bribed no one but me. So, the seventy-five hundred, the nine fifteen. Thank you very much. What? Well, yeah. Well, like oh. they're trying to throw each other off. Yeah. They're trying to like suck each other out, and at this point, where they're trying to suck each other out, Dark Horse Serena buys and um, wins the auction for this portrait. And it's just like it's so funny to see her do that. She's just like like casually holding up her paddle and she's like oh i have an extra ten thousand dollars i can spare to just make my friends stop fighting with each other exactly to make a point and it's just like oh, yeah these kids and they're frivolous oh my frivolous god making accounts. children they it's aren't an, 17 i know well they're, well they're not anymore they're like 18 19 years okay old those now. are the same thing uh, <laughs> i don't they're, know they're older now they're they're older and wiser and they're they're growing up they're in college serena's now. definitely growing up by buying this that's that's very mature of her yeah, she's like trying to figure out like, look, I can't have you guys fighting and squabbling about this. This is ridiculous. And so she buys a portrait and she gives it to uh, Blair. She's like, here, you want this? And Blair, she's trying to, you know, she's getting a conscious a little bit. She's like, Serena's like, you really want this? You know, blah, blah, blah. And she, you know, is trying to figure out like, I don't even know if I want this you know the secret society but i need something to hold on to that's yeah. you know bigger than me because nyu is just not working 
And so she goes to Chuck and she's like, damn it, I'll fine. And she gives it to Chuck. She's like, here you go. You take it. I believe in you. I don't think you need this person, this restaurateur, this club promoter or whatever to benefit you. You can stand on your own two feet. And Chuck is really taken aback by this. Yeah. And it's like, it's a sweet moment between them. And they're like, you know what? We believe in each other. And that's for, for two people as twisted and manipulative as Chuck and Blair, like that's kind of showing a lot like oh we can move past these games that we play with each other and like actually be solid partners for each other totally and so when blair goes off to find chuck serena sees the table tear card and she recognizes the g that was in the card and obviously we know the g comes from georgina so she goes to georgina and she was like is there a such thing as a time literature tear? She was like, oh yeah, that exists, but... Why would they? I don't even know if they have an NYU chapter. Right, and I'm sure they have no idea who Blair Waldorf is, if yeah. uh, you know, in the real society. And so, like, I wanted to give her some... I wanted to make fun of her or whatever. Yeah, and so she she was essentially sabotaging um, Blair and Chuck into, like, fighting with each other. Yeah, her and Devin, who was the assistant for the club promoter, he... Uh, she, rather. Yeah, so... She's friends with Georgina and she owed her a favor. And so it's like, I don't know. It's, it's funny because, um, what, I don't know. I don't really know what Devin and Georgina's background could possibly be. They hung up together probably. They have like, you know, know. they probably partied together. Yeah. But like, you know, Devin seems like a, like studious person. Well, she got her shit together. She she has an MBA now. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I, I feel like she would also be a lot older than georgie so i'm still confused about what their past might be but again like a lot of these people like i mean georgie is 17 and then devin's like probably 30 yeah but then again you have you know pip uh, people like um poppy poppy lipton hanging out with serena yeah and they're probably you know have a larger um age difference so there there's no real like age cutoff for those mm-hmm. kind of friendships because they all kind of hang out and act like they're, you know, adults at an early age. Very true. So not that um, not that extraordinary to think about. But Serena confronts Dan about it. Just like, look, Georgina is not who you think she is. Yeah. And she's not a person you should keep in your corner. You should just like, you know, not do it. And so yeah. when they're all leaving after the whole like Scott debacle, you know, Vanessa, Chuck, um, Chuck and Blair are gone. And Serena and Dan, Vanessa and Rufus, they're all going to try to go get food. Pancakes or waffles, probably. Um, well, they're getting Italian food. Okay. Because uh, Serena's starving. Oh, my God. Of course. She's always starving. And then Dan's like, we should wait for some- Georgina. And she's like, uh, no, I think she left already. And so like, they all get in the car and then leave. And Georgina uh, is stranded at the auctioneer. Yeah. And it's, I don't know. For good reason. Yeah. She, she, she was told to leave by Serena. And she's also like the worst. So yeah, I mean, I love Georgina, but also Georgina she's a is a great character. But like, she sucks. She sucks. Um. So Dan calls Serena. He's like, "I know what you did to Chuck and Blair. That was bad. You're still manipulative, and I can't hang out with you anymore." Yeah, and, and I'm like, "Why would you possibly have thought she would have changed?" Because they hooked up and they, they had yeah. a little bit intimate connection. Ew. She didn't laugh at his penis. Or I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming. <laughs> she didn't laugh. 
I'm assuming. Oh my god. I mean that you'd be surprised of the things that boys who like let slide when yeah, they're like you know when they're hooking up with a girl like you know what that's cool yeah, it's chill it's fine it's just, she has a podcast about gossip girls it's cool it's totally normal. <laughs> he wishes. <laughs> he fucking wishes. Oh my god. Yeah. So um. <clears throat> okay, so, so the episode ends with Chuck. He confronts Devin about you know the situation. You find out that Devin is friends with Georgie, and that's how he got the portrait and why the portrait was on his radar. And he tells the the promoter that like you can blame your assistant for a reason why I'm not going to need you as a partner anymore. Yeah, it's it's not a very clear scenario as to what he wanted out of this person or who this person was, but basically Well the guy was like he makes all these club promoters he's like he's a club owner. Uh-huh. And he has like a he has like a, a strong name in that industry which is where Chuck wants to go in towards and would El- and him having a partner would be easier for him to get like financing. Yeah. So um Chuck is like, you know, you can thank her for it. I don't need you. Deuces. And yes. he calls upon to Blair to meet him at this hotel in Midtown called the Empire. Empire Hotel. You said you wanted to talk. Why here? I just came from Sean McPherson's office. I wanted to thank his assistant. She did me a favor. I was thinking too small. Why settle for some club in a hotel when you can just buy the hotel? Chuck, a club is one thing, but a hotel? I've been meeting with the board of Bass Industries all morning. I told them I want to cash my shares out. Risk it all on my own. I think I've lost my mind. Have you? No. Then how can you be so sure? Because you believe in me. And they booked the whole penthouse so they can go and fuck. Finally! Finally, after six long days. Oh my god, can you imagine? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> uh, something we didn't talk about actually is um, what's happening with Serena and Carter. Oh, God, yeah. So Serena finds out, like, she realizes that um, Blair and Chuck are actually the ones that... So Chuck says something to Serena, like, um, to about Carter, like, oh, you know, some guys just, like, you can find someone better because some guys don't have IOUs. And that implies that he knows something about Carter. And then so she realizes that Blair and Chuck are sabotaging him. And Blair's like, Serena, I was just protecting you because I hate him and he's bad. And Chuck's like, yeah, I just hate him. And so then she um, sh- so she talks to Carter and uh, Serena's like, I know it was Chuck and Blair. And Carter was like, I know. Why didn't you trust me? And Serena's like, sorry. And so then they kiss and make up and they eat breakfast with the Humphreys. Yeah. And it's very sweet. Yeah. It's I don't know. Carter Basin's perfect. He's so cute. He's really cute. I wouldn't say he's perfect. He's very no, cute. No, he's not perfect. He's perfect he's to like cute. spoon with and yeah. like cuddle. We'll love and, like, to spoon with him. And like, you know, and like have him whisper sweet nothings in my ear and drink, you know, Dom from the- Go on. And uh, that's all I got. What, what else do you want? I don't know. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That I want to. I want to so wildly specific. I want to smush things or whatever. Like I want to smush lip 
I want to neck with him and like and like rub and do, do heavy petting. Yeah, with him. That's have like your fun. upper body rub against his upper body mm. in a rhythmic fashion. Mm. <laughs> that sounds hot. I'm into it. We know what to do. How to do sex? Yeah. How to do sex by Sue uh, Sure. Well, last thing before we go out though. Um, so Brie. Oh yeah. She confronts Carter, and this is when Brie gets interesting. Finally. Fucking finally. So Brie, she sees Carter leaving the house after brunch, and she rolls down the window very, a very like sinister. She's like, Carter Basin. Carter Basin. Brie Buckley. Heard through the grapevine you were back in New York, and dating Serena Vanderwoodson, no less. What do you want? Are you kidding? I'm headed home to face a family firing squad. Considering what you did to us, being able to find you is going to go a long way in getting me back in. I'm sure they'll be in touch. Oh, and um, go ahead and run if you want. You know how much Daddy loves to hunt. And you're like, ooh, ominous, the she, ominous. Yeah, she What's wants to next? like get back at Carter for what he did to her entire family. Something He's, happened. Something to the Buckleys. So, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. And then uh, Scott, he goes to Vanessa. He's going back to Boston to figure out his shit. But he tells her to please don't tell anybody about what's going on with me. Me being the real, the real Slim Shady, the real <laughs> Scott Rawson that um, you got to keep my secret. And she's like, I don't want to. Please don't make me. Please don't make me. Please don't make me. Please and don't he's make like, me. bye. Like, but I got to go deuces. And Forever. Yeah. And so you see Georgina. She overhears what's going on. So she books a train to Boston to go follow Scott. Uh, Scott to you know figure out what might actually be going on and to continue her her descent, her descent into chaos. secrecy yeah chaos. but also chaos because she loves exactly. chaos she loves chaos she loves creating chaos so um, that is the episode yeah so we'll be back after some messages for listeners of the Gossip Girls podcast Lola's offering a 50% savings on your first order get your first two box order for just $9 regularly $18 so Lola has 100% organic cotton menstrual products for Ooh. people who menstruate, but they also have a My First Period box that I really want to get, even it's though so I'm cute. so many periods in. Same. There's I... like a little pamphlet, too. Like, I want to learn about my period. When did you get your first period? When I was 13. I got mine when I was 15. I was a super late bloomer. That's oh why I didn't God. get boobs until I was like 22. I got my period. on my Like, my first period was on my way back from Hawaii on a family trip and so like as soon as i got back i got my period i was like thank god you didn't interrupt my beach trip i got my first period in the middle of a history test ew and i oh i just like, think you peed yourself yeah and then i was so excited because i was like fucking finally i know i was like because i was like When's 15 going When's on 16 and i was like i still hadn't had my period yet and i was like am i am i dead inside so if you <laughs> if you are not dead inside but you want to start your first two box order for just nine dollars instead of eighteen dollars you can go to trymylola.com slash gossipgirls.simplecast.com again that's trymylola.com slash gossipgirls.simplecast.com get your first two box order for just nine dollars menstruation yeah and we are back like the real Slim Shady, we're back. <laughs> right? I'm shady, I'm oh, you are the Slim Shady that just don't taste. So I want the real Slim Shady. Please stand up. Please stand up. Please stand up. Anyway, it's fashion time. Fashion. Put it all on me. Don't you want to see these clothes on me? Fashion. Turn it around. Fashion. 
Turn it around. Ooh, fashion. So yeah, it's fashion. And uh, this I learned the song. No, I know. I, I just learned. It I, just, I, just, I just I just had to play it for I you. I still have not listened to it. It's so. Good. It has been so many years. <laughs> it's in Clueless. Yeah. Oh. It's what it's the first. It's a, when she was like changing her clothes with the computer. Oh my god! I thought that was the supermodel song. Oh, mm-hmm. that's a different part of the movie. That's when that's when Ty and her are like you know doing her makeup. Gonna be a super. I know that song. <laughs> Good damn to me. I know. What's wrong with me? Let's do it all again. But don't do it here. Clap, clap. Fashion. That's a great song. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so fashion this week. I love Blair's yellow top. It is so cute. Anything mustard yellow is great. Like Same. So Blair has been airing towards the side of, side of spring colors recently, like yellows and greens. And I like some of it. I don't like some other. I don't like any of the green stuff. All the yellow stuff looks great. This top has like a ruffle around the V-neck and it's like a little bit professional looking and it is so cute. And the color's great on her and the, the fit's great too and I love it. I think also just like her complexion. She oh. can't pull off green. No, no one can pull off lime green. No one should pull off lime green. There are people who can pull off lime green. No. Okay, there are people who can pull off lime green but it is not a color that anyone should wear. I don't know. I've that seen some beautiful, beautiful, beautiful black women pull off lime green. I know. And it like makes my heart hurt because I could never pull off lime green like them. You could pull off lime green. Mm. Well, it would look good look like on you. Have, but I look like I have jaundice. I just oh, look, no. it, doesn't look, it doesn't look good. It looks like I have something's going on. I'm like, ooh, share what happened Ugh, here. I just hate that color so much. I have I had a lime green pashmina and I... Girl. I know someone bought it for me and I was like, why this color? But also... <laughs> why me? What did I do to deserve this? Yeah, but... It, like I so I try to wear it with like my trench coat. I try to make it work. It did not. Oh. I I got I got somebody like, are you okay? <laughs> oh my god, that sucks. Yeah, like are you okay? I I think just because like the reflection from the sun with like the colors of like the lime green in my face, yeah. it made me look very sickly. Like I have like you know scurvy, scurvy or something like that. It looked bad. <laughs> did not look good. Like I had like you know like yellow fever. It was oh bad. My god. Bad news. Um, the Serena Rhombus continues. I love this. Like, okay, so this rhombus looks really good on her. She's wearing like this maroon dress at the auction, and it's like really, really fitted. And it, like, it has a like scoop it's a body neck. con dress. Yeah, it's a body con, and she she has like this just rhombus out there, and then like a strap holding the rhombus together, and it looks great on her. Well, like it's cut out. Yeah. Yes, it's cut out. It's triangle cutouts. It looks great. Triangle cutouts, and it's like it's like made specifically for a rhombus. Yes, it looks so good. It looks incredible. She looks fantastic yeah and her hair is so blown out so her hair looks kind of oh uh, how is she so beautiful i know it's no. not fair it's not fair uh um, she looks so, terrible i'm kidding no yeah she's uh, so i i had this revelation recently like so all of serena's outfits are like they're they don't feel like like blair is someone who is fashionable she looks wealthy and serena while she is wealthy and probably wears expensive clothes does not look wealthy and so i had this revelation it looks like she shops at like anthropology and free people all the time because she has like that hippie-esque like rich people vibe where you wear clothes that don't necessarily look rich but are expensive yeah i have a few people in my life who like dress exclusively like um anthropology and free people and they are from you know affluent families and it's like and i and i i have one dress from anthropology i got it on clearance for 15 dollars. oh my god but it was originally priced at like 160 it's weird because all their stuff is like still not like made in the u.s and who knows where it's made and And also it's all polyester yeah exactly it's also not that well made no it's not 
it's fine. I mean, it's it's good enough, but like it's not that great. I mean, it's like a, it's higher quality than like H and M. Yeah, but it's also not as good quality as like I don't think you can buy like Macy's. Yeah. Oh honestly. my god, it's for sure. So yeah, I don't know. It's like I, I don't. I personally don't like anthropology for a lot of reasons because of like mostly like political. Like they have a lot of appropriation. They're mm-hmm. there's they've had like issues with um, where their stuff is made and like they're just not an ethical company. Yeah. Um, but Serena looks like she shops there exclusively. Uh. Free people in anthropology are owned by the same company, right? It's yeah. Like Urban Outfitters or something like that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, everyone everyone's everyone's owned by everything. Pretty um, much. Yeah. So that's fashion. Want to talk about music? Yeah, Mike Snow. Uh, they were such a big band in 09. And I Mike for- Snow with two eyes? Yeah. But I forgot Why about them. Why are there two eyes in Mike? I don't know. I didn't make it. Oh, maybe it's. Oh, no, it's pronounced Mike Snow. It's Swedish. Yeah. Um, Animal was a huge, huge song, and I when I heard this, I'm like, oh fuck, I used to love this song. Aw, it's a good song. Um, Otek Lotek, the desktop. I I didn't hear what you said. The desktop. Desktop. Oh my god. So we're we're talking about Georgina's desktop background. So my her. God. Her desktop background after like one night of hooking up with Dan is a picture of her and Dan, which somehow exists. Why do they have a picture together like that? I don't, I don't know. know. But like, it, like it's one of those pictures where like Dan is clearly like drunk as yeah. shit, and he's just like, "Hey, let me put my arm around you." Let me put my arm around you. Ah. And like he's not like it's very much like sleepy eyed, you know. Like I've had sixteen beers from a keg. <laughs> What's 16 up? Sixteen bad beers. Hey, I'm Dan. I'm drunk. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. they're all room temperature. You know how it goes. So great. College. Yeah. College lifestyle. So and good. Georgina's like living her best life. She's like, oh my God. I'm, I feel so happy. His, warm, his body is so warm next to mine. And uh, his penis isn't laughable. <laughs> <laughs> I would never love this penis. <laughs> oh my God. Um, And then when she deletes it at the end of the episode, it like, it's, I forgot how. Uh, it just like does some weird fake ass Photoshop, not Photoshop, uh, PowerPoint yeah animation like, yeah and like i for yeah and like she has like a macbook she closed it so funny it's like it's amazing so cute and then um oh yeah another old tech low tech moment is when georgina is um trying to stalk scott she calls someone to buy a train ticket to boston who buys tickets by phoning someone yeah, some like travel agent of some sort. Yeah, two thousand seven is weird. Two thousand nine, maybe. Two thousand nine. Yeah. Yeah. Very weird. Straight observations. Okay. Um. So Devin, she is one of my favorite shows of the summer called The Bow Type. I, lo- I just started watching The Bow Type last night. <laughs> oh my god, how do you like it? It's so good. It's so good. I love that the main villain is the patriarchy. Right. It's so great. It's so good. I told you you like it. It's a yeah. great show. It's adorable. It's very cute. That show and um, Younger, which is on TV Land, it's getting me through 2017 summer. Aww. It's so great. It's so cute. But also, I was very excited to see Devin. I was like, oh my gosh, she plays um, she plays Sutton on The Bow Type. Oh my gosh, she must. Great. Oh my gosh, so in The Bow Type, she's supposed to be like. 26 and this is like she's so long is she like 30 something no she's like she was 22 in that episode in in, in gossip girl okay she's so like 27 she, now she's 27 now oh okay that makes more sense yeah yeah i guess so she's like a girl kid that old 
Yeah. Well, she was twenty. Uh, she was, she was actually younger. She must have been younger actually, but she's like twenty-seven now. Okay. So she. Oh yeah, been, like, she must have been like nineteen or something. Yeah, but she has like a face where she can like pretty much play any role in like the yeah. twenties. Yeah, I she, can't like, tell. Mature. Yeah. Um. I have an amazing. I I don't know if you. So I took this class um called like women's health in college, and there's this book that we had to buy called Our Bodies Ourselves, and I feel like every like every I women's have that health book too. yeah. Every person who's taken a women's health class I has had that our book at 14. Yeah. My mother bought it for me. And she Aww. was like when I like um finally got my period and started like, you know, doing puberty low, slow. My mother bought me that book. She was like, here you go. I want you to learn about your body and stuff like that and explore or whatever. It's like it's a sweet book. Yeah. I don't know. I liked cute. it. Yeah. My but, mom was very much into it. So when Dan is uh, leaving Georgina and Blair's room, he's like, oh, I, I'm not fucking. I just came over here to borrow this, uh, this book, uh, Our Bodies Ourselves. <laughs> As we know, it is intended for um like women mostly and so uh why why would he borrow that dan would never borrow that he he doesn't know anything about women extremely sexist i don't know <laughs> exactly <laughs> patriarchy. maybe maybe to learn i don't know so he just for the, yeah he's patriarchy yeah patriarchy um uh, anything else yeah um blair has a chandelier above her bed for queen she's so extra i love it in her dorm room she has a chandelier above her i had bed. a chandelier in my bathroom um for a little bit that's pretty cool yeah it was really cute so like um i went antiquing years and years ago in uh-huh. michigan um and there was this cute little chandelier might have been like i don't know a foot mm-hmm. tall but it was small enough for like i could like hang up on a hook oh nice. so i had to look in the corner and it had like a switch on so like i um had it rewired and I had like the little switch, uh-huh. like the little roller switch on it, click click. Okay. And I used to have it in my bathroom. It was really oh, that's cute. so cute! It was I love cute. that. Yeah. So I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, so because I'm extra too. <laughs> yeah, we're all extra. Extra as fuck. Extra. Put uh, on us. Don't you want extra guac on us? <laughs> you said guac on us. Extra. Guac is extra. I love it. Um, I did not make that joke up. I saw it on Twitter. <laughs> the song is made up by me. <laughs> so one word, this bitch. Yeah, I'd give it a, uh, I don't know, like, I'd give it a four or five. Really? I was I'm it so a, bored. I was going to give it a six. Um, I think the development with Scott, well, was not as great. Oh, so boring. I think after thoughtful conversation with you made me feel a little bit better about it. Yeah. Well, I think our conversation should be rated a 10, but like, <laughs> I still, I still think the episode wasn't put together well. I thought no. the storyline with Blair and Chuck was bad. I, yeah. I'm like just downgrading it to a four. I thought that storyline was bad. I thought the Scott reveal was like unremarkable um dan and georgina is still unbelievable the carter thing the serena and carter thing i think might have been the only thing i liked about it yeah um i don't know i just and then brie and nate are so boring yeah. and i don't like i don't know i don't i didn't i didn't think that this episode like like as i said at the beginning it's a filler episode it was intended to tie up the loose ends with like this the um scott thing and everyone else had to have like some sort of like why would Blair and Chuck be involved? So they had that like stupid weird extra storyline about right. Sotheby's, and I didn't believe that either. So yeah, I don't like this episode. Fair, <laughs> but um, on that note, we'll be uh, we'll uh, be back next week. But we'll give a couple of shout outs. Yay! Shout outs. Want to thank Cards Against Humanity as always for letting us use your facilities. Thanks, Cards and your equipment. Want to give a wonderful, huge, massive, tremendous shout out to Subi for always being a fantastic co-host, always coming here on time and giving me fantastic agenda notes. I feel like, I feel like that's a slight because I'm always half an hour late. <laughs> 
whatever it doesn't matter I, but half an hour late is on time that's fine right I'm fashionably late <gasps> you're fashionably yes. late I'm Fashion. fashionably late <laughs> Sorry. Um, but also being a fantastic associate producer and just being a beacon of light in my life. And thanks so much to share for continuing to do this amazing podcast. I love talking about the show with you and I love like Same. just finding out details about each other's lives from it. It's yes. amazing. It's so good. It's so much thanks fun. Thanks so much for being a producer oh. and just being lovely and awesome. Thank you for like, you know, just, I don't know. Thanks for showing up. Yeah, thank you for showing up and also just like make letting me do this because I don't know, I feel like I could also just be in in by myself talking about the show forever. Yeah, absolutely. So um thank you for doing it with me. <laughs> I wanna give a shout out to our sponsor this week, Lola. Uh and um want to give a shout out to our collective, Post Loudness. Post Loudness is a collective of independent audio shows Post hosted Loudness. by people of color, women and queer identified hosts. You can find out more about them and all all their other shows at postloudness.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Gossip Girls Pod. And you can follow me, follow me at Kale Hummus. I'm at Share Musings. And like us on Facebook. We only have a few people who've liked us on Facebook. So if you follow us on Twitter, please like us on Facebook because we do post things about um, fashion and other weird little gadget stuff. And I personally think our Twitter is pretty lit. It is and Gossip Girls Pod. Follow us. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, Soupy's been reposting some poetry. Oh my God. I need to read a poem right now. Actually, yes, just please. very quickly. I wrote this poem earlier today. I mean, Dan Humphrey wrote this poem earlier today. Blessings by Dan Humphrey. I see you, yet I cannot speak. A vision. All I can see are curses. Blessings. <laughs> <laughs> I am such a talented Dan Humphrey writer. I love it. It's such a specific talent, <laughs> specific skill, and you're fantastic at it. Thank you. Good job. Go starting you. But uh, we'll be back next week. But until then, you, you know, know you love, love us. XOXO. XOXO. Gossip Girls. Post loudness. Audio.